when I think about the church, when I think about our society, I think about our nation, I uh, often ponder the fact that uh, we have an awful lot of emphasis on his birth and um, a little bit on what we call Easter. I call it the resurrection. And the reason is, if you're really honest with yourself, have you ever thought about this? Someone raised from the dead. Have you ever thought about that? That's not a normal phenomenon. I mean, it's not, well, look. And yet, if you look at it, not not so much this year because we're all trying to hide. But when I look at it and I think about, what the heck is an Easter bunny? What is a chocolate egg? What does that got to do with, I don't know. I don't maybe I'm just biased because I'm a diabetic. And I look at all that chocolate stuff and say, come on, give, get real. If I go and get into that, I'll end up being resurrected. But what is the resurrection? You know, we sit and we will off the cuff say he's alive. But I want you to think about something. All the things that you have been looking at through the book of Ephesians is done in you and done for you by he who overcame death. Now, if you're going to run out and do this without him, we'll all know it because you'd be a miserable creature. But I want to look at it today because I think there's times that we miss the event. I think there's times that we miss the evidence of the event. And I know for sure many walk with a very little understanding of the essence of the event. You know, I've had the uh, privilege of walking around in Israel and... um, It's amazing because even in the Muslim community and the Jewish community, the uh, Christian community tends to lend heavy to the Orthodox. I mean, it's uh, Bible teaching believers in Israel are few and far between. But there is a lot of the... uh, pomp and circumstance of the Orthodox, whether it is the Catholic Orthodox or the Greek Orthodox, either one. But I want us to think about it. Have you ever really sat and pondered it? A body out of the grave after three days. You ever thought about that? A body out of the grave after one day. You know, let me out. 
Okay? So let's pray, and I'll share with you some text. Father, he's alive and we are forgiven. Father, I pray that that never goes far from your people called by your name. But Lord, strange times. I look at the fear, the worry, the anxieties that hang around, hang around everywhere. And yet, Father, I think 2,000 years ago, our Lord and our Savior came forth. Wow. And what worry do we have? Help us, Father. Help us to understand. Help us to bow our knee. But Father, help us to walk in the rejoicing that he is alive. In Christ's name, amen. I want to start with Matthew's Gospel, the 28th chapter, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, okay, what's the Sabbath? Saturday, sunset on Friday to sunset on Saturday. Now after the Sabbath... As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. First day of the week. Crack of dawn. That's why we were supposed to get up and sing Amazing Grace this morning. Okay. First day of the week is Sunday. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred. And an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. The ladies are up at the crack of dawn, just at the twilight time. They're headed to the grave. There is an earthquake and an angel descends and rolls away the stone. People ask, oh, what caused the earthquake? Oh, I think it was the angel. He showed up, and things shake. Okay? And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards stood for fear of him and became like dead. Who are those guys? The guards? I mean, have you really thought about it? I am going to guard a grave. I mean, you talk about somebody who has very little to do. I'm going to guard the grave. Well, you will see that beginning in verse 62 of chapter 27... They believed, the Pharisees believed that it was necessary to send a praetorium guard over and guard the grave so that the disciples would not steal the body and claim that he was risen. Because if they did that, their comment was the second deceit would be greater than the first. So they had armed guards 
at the tomb of Jesus. Verse 5 of 28 says, The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I mean, there's been an earthquake, an angel appeared, and a stone rolled back. Yeah, okay. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He's not here. For he has risen, just as he said. Come see the place that he was lying. Hmm. Okay, now I'll show you another text in a minute. But they went and seen. They did the little peekaboo. Nobody in there. Then the angel says, Go quickly, tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Okay, now if I was the women and I had seen the response of the disciples the night that he was murdered, I would say, nah, I ain't telling them. I'll give them a day or so to think about this, and then I'll go tell them. They're not here. It's just a bunch of ladies. We're here. I don't see no dudes around. The only dudes I see around are the guards, and they're scared to death. But that's me. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy. And they ran to report to the disciples. It's kind of cool if you think about it, isn't it? Let me give you another picture. John's Gospel. Kind of a, giving you a bigger picture. John's Gospel, chapter 20. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. It was still dark. She saw the stone had already been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and came to Simon Peter. Remember what she was told by the angel? So she goes back to Simon Peter, to the other disciple. Whom Jesus loved. You know who that is, right? John. Okay. She said to them, They have taken the Lord away from the tomb. And we do not know where they have taken him. Now, there's a key thing that I need you to get a hold of here. There's not one of these people, all of the Marys, okay, all of the disciples, there are none of them going to the tomb looking for a resurrection. They are convinced somebody has taken his body. Okay? You've got to get a hold of that. I am not going to run to a cemetery expecting the body to be gone. Or if it is gone, my first question is going to be, who took it? The second question is going to be, why? Why? 
Okay? So Peter and the other disciple went forth, and they were going to the tomb. The two were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter. Note that one. That's the one that Jesus loved. See, I can beat Peter in a race. Running together, and stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings were lying there, but he did not go in. And so Simon Peter also came following him. He entered the tomb and saw the linen wrappings were lying there. And that the face cloth, which had been on his head, was lying there with the linen wrappings. And they were rolled up in a place by themselves. And so the other disciple, who had first come to the tomb. Okay, that was the fast runner. Knew who that one is. John. But he wouldn't enter in. Peter went past him, went in. He entered in, and he saw, and what? He believed. For as yet, they did not understand the scriptures, that he must rise again from the dead. Okay, now I want you to see what happens next. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside of the tomb weeping. And so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. Now watch what happened. Remember, they went in, they looked, and they went home. Mary was standing out there weeping. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head, one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. Now, I want you to stop and think a second. Anybody here seen Indiana Jones in the temple of the or lost ark or whatever it was? Remember the picture of the Ark of the Covenant? Do you remember? You remember what the Bible teaches on it? In the middle is the mercy seat. On one side is an angel, and on the other side is an angel. And what you have right there is a picture of the ultimate mercy seat. An angel at the foot, an angel at the head, in the middle, the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, there's more. There's more. Why are you weeping? The angel said. She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they laid him. That's a woman who's looking for the resurrection. Where is the body? What did you do with my Lord's body? She has no idea what she's looking for. She said this, he turned around and saw what? Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, Tell me where you have laid him, 
and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me, for I have yet to ascend to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, what? I have seen him. Now remember what I just gave you. Who is the first one to see the Lord Jesus Christ resurrected? Mary. And this is after this lady's run back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the disciples that have left. Okay. Now let me give you another one. Luke's Gospel. 24th chapter. First day of the week, we've heard this. Early dawn. Get up and sing Amazing Grace. They came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. This is the ladies. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Remember the earthquake and the angel sitting on the tomb? And when they had entered, they did not find the body. They were perplexed about this. And behold, two men suddenly appeared and stood near them, dazzling in clothing. And the women were terrified. They bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? Okay, this is the two angels, one at the foot, one at the head. He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day raised again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all of these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, also other women were with, were there telling these things to the apostles. But their words appeared to them to be nonsense, and they would not believe. Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping, looking in. He saw the linen wrappings only. And he went to his home and he marveled at what happened. Okay? Then right after that, guess what? Jesus appears to Mary. She realizes who it is. And then the next thing she does is what? On the road to Emmaus. Now I want you to note something. It said that the, the, the facial cloth was folded. Okay? At the head. The burial cloths were folded and rolled up on the slab that he was on. That's interesting. They're in the week of the Passover. Passover was finished up on Friday. Okay? In the Passover, when you are the head of the house, the servants come and they serve the different 
parts of the Passover meal. Okay, if the head of the house has to go potty, okay, what he will do, he will take his apron, his cloth, his napkin, and he will fold it up and he will lay it on the table. And that tells the servants, I'm coming back. Okay, and he goes and does whatever, and then he comes back. Anybody that is sitting at that table in a Jewish household, if they get up to leave that table for any reason, but they plan on coming back, they fold up their napkin, they lay it on the table. That means I'm coming back. Okay, if I'm not coming back, then I wad it up and I set it on the table, and that means you can clean up my mess. Ring any bells? The grave cloth, the head cloth, were what? Folded up. You know what that means? I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Okay? Now then, that's the event. Right? I want to show you some evidence. Beginning in Matthew's Gospel, chapter uh, 28, verse 9, And behold, Jesus met him, and he greeted him, and he came up and took hold of his feet. Okay? He reported to his disciples. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go, take word to my brethren. Leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Not while they were on their way, some of the guards. Now, I want to deal with this briefly. I'll pick it up again in the third point. He told his disciples. They seen him. They understood who he was. What was their response? They wanted to worship him. They wanted to worship him. Verse 16 The eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus was designated, and they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were still doubtful. And Jesus came up, and he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Got it? Very simple, very easy. John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 19. So the evening of the first day, okay, it's that still that Sunday, the first day of the week, when the doors were shut and the, they were, the disciples were in fear of the Jews, Jesus came and he stood in their midst. Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side, and his disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And he said this, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive any of their sins, I have forgiven them. If you retain any of the sins of any, then I have been retained. 
Now look what it says in 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. Okay, this is a change of paragraph. They're saying to Didymus, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger in the place of the nails and place my hand on his side, I will not believe. So look what happens. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them and Jesus came and the doors having been shut and he stood in their midst and he says, peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, reach here and your finger in my side, in my hands. And you do not be leaving, but believe. So eight days later, Thomas sees. Now then, the argument that will always show up, they're his disciples. They are these women. What were you expecting? Okay, very good. Back to Matthew's gospel. Remember we had a a detachment of soldiers? Remember that? They were going to make sure that nobody stole the body and say, see, he resurrected. Remember when Jesus met them and he greeted them, his disciples, they came up and they took hold of his feet. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go take word to my brethren to leave for Galilee. And there they will see me. Now, while they were on their way, what happened? Verse 11. Some of the guard came in to the city and reported to the chief priest and all that had happened. Okay, now you have evidence that is coming from where? No, specifically, his enemies. Okay, these are people who want this stopped. I mean, it's easy to say, well, yeah, Peter and John are going to say, yeah, he's raised. And Mary, his mother, and James's mother. Yeah, he's raised. Why? Well, he's not in there. See, the tomb's all empty and all the rest of it. But now you have enemies. Enemies. Now, I find this fascinating to me. They, the Jews, went to the Romans and said, we've got to have guards. Because we don't want them to sneak in there and steal a body. And yet God in his sovereignty says, I will use these guards to be evidence of the resurrection. But it says, on their way home, uh, some of the guard came into the city, reported to the chief priest. That's part of the Sanhedrin. All that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say, His disciples came in the night 
and stole him away while we were asleep. And if it should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and they did what had been instructed. And this story is widely spread among the Jews to this day. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was a soldier and I reported to my commander that while I was asleep on duty, somebody stole what I was guarding, that just don't sound like a smart idea. But they gave, it says, a large sum of money to lie. And these were enemies of our Lord. And yet these are the same ones, remember, that fell over stunned because of the earthquake and the angel. To me, that is, uh, that may be the greatest proof of all his enemies. His enemies. Let me give you some more evidence. While they were telling these things, he himself was in their midst. They were startled and frightened. This is Luke's Gospel 24, verse 36. And they thought it was a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do you doubt in your hearts? See my hands and my feet? That it is I myself? Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed him his hands and his feet. While they were still, they could not believe it because of their joy and amazement. He said to them, have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of boiled fish. He took it, he ate it before them. And he said to them, These are my words which I have spoken to you while I am still with you. And with all the things which are written about me and the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms have been fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day. And repentance and for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. And you are a witness to these things. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, that you will stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted his hands and he blessed them. And as he is blessing them, he parted from them and carried up to heaven. And they were worshiping him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and continually in the temple. Okay, the numbers that come out was the 12 disciples, 11 disciples. Matthias was still there. He was not made an apostle yet. There was 500 other ones that were there that were eyewitnesses. Okay, plus the people up in the Galilee region. All right. And all of those enemies. 
Okay? So you've seen the event. You've seen the evidence. Okay, now I want to share with you something briefly. The essence of this. He made the statement there, and I just read it out of Luke's Gospel. Repentance and the forgiveness of sin because of this. But let me give you something else. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast. Now remember that word phrase right there. If you hold fast. The word which I prepared, unless you believed in vain. Okay? I want you to hold fast. Don't believe in vain. Verse 3. I delivered to you as of first importance. You got that? You know what that means? When you think about the gospel, what is the single most important thing about the gospel? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Then the Apostle Paul does this. He goes back to what I shared with you in the evidence. He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then all of the apostles, and last of all, to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. There's more evidence. Listen, if you've got that many eyewitnesses, what are you going to do? But remember what he said. This I deliver to you of most importance. Why? Look at all the eyewitnesses that I have. Okay? Now then, verse 12. Now if Christ is preached that he's raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection from the dead? You know, that's happening in the church right now. They are many who say there's no such thing as a bodily resurrection. It's a spiritual resurrection. And it's growing. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised I read an article this morning on where they were opening his tomb. And the bones that they had in this box had a red robe around it. So that had to have been Jesus, huh? But it's on a Christian publication. How can it be wrong? See what I mean?
But if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been resurrected. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Do you have that? Do you understand what he just said there? If Christ has not been raised from the dead, your faith is in vain. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God. Because we testify against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if in fact the dead were not raised. Did God raise him or not? If I proclaim that he did, and God didn't, then I make God a liar. If the, Verse 16 If the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you are still in your sins. Okay. Do you see the importance of the resurrection? Listen, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you this with all of my soul. I have been to Israel. I've been to north, south, east and west. Believe it or not, you can do it in 10 days. But anyway, not a very big place. They have got monuments to everything. I mean, you name it, uh, they've got a monument or a church on it. They've got a church of uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. They've got one, a church at Peter's house. They've got church of the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Everywhere you go, they've got something, okay? They also have a church of Golgotha. And the church of the tomb. But you know what they don't have? A body. For 2,000 years, no one has produced a body. Now, I already told you, I read an article where, yeah, see, we've got his box, and this is where his bones are, and it's got a red robe in there, so it's got to be him. Well, the name Ishua is very... Uh, Normal in uh, Jewish society. It's sort of like the, ter- the name Smith. Okay? So they got a box with some bones in it and a red robe. That's Jesus? How is that possible if I've got a group of enemy who are paid to lie about it And I've got over 500 eyewitnesses, not even to count the Apostle Paul. Listen, you can tell me what you want, but the Apostle Paul was arresting Christians on his way to Damascus, and something happened. We have the gentlemen who were on the road to Emmaus. And it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. And if there is no resurrection, guess what? Every one of you and me are guilty of our sins. And we will pay the price. If there is a resurrection, then you and I have the door open for forgiveness. I am a firm believer in the resurrection. And 
I have multiple reasons, but one of my greatest reasons is that I have walked around in the Holy Lands and there ain't nobody. I mean, they got everything else. I want the pillar of Absalom. I think that every community should have one of those. That you take your kid if it's rebellious and you smack its head against this basalt pillar uh, so that they don't act like Absalom. Which I think, ah, there you go, that's, that, that sure beats paddling them. Because everybody's going to be watching, he did something wrong. But they have a monument for everything. But they ain't got nobody. They ain't got nobody. The Romans couldn't find a body. The disciples didn't go back for a bodily time and time again. You ever notice that? They went forward in the power of the Holy Spirit, and they never went and visited the grave on the first day of the week. Okay? If you're an eyewitness to something, you're not going to talk them out of it. Brothers and sisters, he's alive. I've showed you the event. I showed you the evidence. And I showed you the essence of it. I'll go back to the Apostle Paul's terms. This is foremost importance. I've written in my Bible here. Guys signed it. We preach Christ and Him crucified. Period. Period. Okay. Brothers and sisters, that's that's Easter. Uh, everybody make sure you run home and eat a chocolate egg. So and eat one for me. I love you. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. It's holy time. It's precious time. He is alive and we are forgiven. Amen and amen and amen. Lord, let that be foremost in our minds. Let that be foremost in our actions. But Father, as we look at these things that we're supposed to be doing and and being of as we walk worthy of our calling, may we understand that we walk in resurrection power. Help us, Lord. Help us to stand in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Help us to stand to your glory and praise. Amen.